It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the most watched show in junior hockey. Not just the most watched show, the most, the most clicked on show, the show that leaves the most impressions on the folks at home than any other show in junior hockey. It is a brand that is consistently trying to improve itself, mostly because we just need to outrun everybody else. Everyone else is constantly trying to chase us down, and we have to stay out in front because, well, we're just too scared to be running behind other people. And a man who never has to run behind other people because he always leaves everyone in the dust, it's Dan Kay. Dan, the folks at home cannot see you. But full Florida man vibes. You are you are basically there. Yeah, I woke up early this morning and my goal was to get a gym session around 7 a.m. Uh, phone call comes in because Dan K's phone never stops ringing. Get to work. I'm thinking 8 a.m. I could squeeze it in before my nine o'clock call. Boom. Didn't get it done. Had to get on another phone call. Next thing you know, I'm thinking I got a 10 o'clock. That one gets moved back. So I'm like, great. No, I got to start working on power rankings because it's power rankings week. And now I'm sitting here full Florida, man. Had to pop a hat on my head, which I went. The only one I could find was my as Floridian as possible. It's from a fishing vessel that I've been <laughs> on out there in Florida. And you know what, Lucas? You talk about running away as a Scooby-Doo to your shaggy. I certainly am great at running away when things are scary. And what I'm not scared of is is how awesome our guest is. But what I would be scared of, what I would be shaking in my boots about this week is just how good the team he's behind the bench for is. Not one, not two. You know what? Not even a number I could count to without taking up too much of your time at home. 19 consecutive wins to open up their campaign here in their first season in the USPHL. Some people might call them the Vernal Oilers. But Lucas, we coined a name for these gentlemen <laughs> because they're just too slippery to get a hold of. The Oily Boys. That's who we're talking with this week. It's Coach Mike Janello, a Jersey boy, makes his way out in a no man's leg. Coach, how we doing? We're doing good. How's it going, guys? We're living the dream right now, Coach, but I can't imagine we are living as well as you are. You get your first career win as an HC behind the bench and just keep piling them together since then. 19-0 on the season how has the ride been so far and, and how is this team so good? It's been, it's been a lot of fun guys, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of energy in the room. The guys really love buying in. They love having fun. We're a lot of smiles on the face every day we come to the rink. And honestly, that's, that's the key to the success, right? Is the guys buying in, the guys having fun. They're willing to go to war for each other. And at the end of the day, having fun, moving on, advancing in the game is what it's all about. And these guys are really bought in and, having a good time with that. And I, I think the record's reflecting that, of course. And as we talk, I mean, I feel like your story is just as much about the success behind the bench already as a new coach here, but it's also about your success on the ice and just kind of what your path looked like. You talk about advancing through, right? A guy with 35 points with the Florida Eels, you go to Framingham State University, you, you played NCAA Division Three. kind of talk about your path and and what made you want to stay in the game of hockey, stay behind the bench and, and help other players find their path? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, this game has a way of making you fall in love with it, right? Like from a little kid, all I've ever wanted to do was be a part of hockey, whether that was playing, being behind the bench, 
being in the front office, doing whatever it takes, just finding a way to stay in the game. Uh, I, I I went down to Florida. I had a great time playing down for the Eels. Uh, Frank and Frankie do a great job of running a, a really, really good program down there. Uh, and they did a great job of helping me to advance to Framingham State. Had a fun four years at Framingham State. And uh, our, going into our fourth year, we felt we had finally a really good team ready to roll. And unfortunately for us, the situation in the world with the COVID year kind of took away our season. And I was sitting in my house all the time during COVID, just thinking of a way to find a way to continue, just get one more year to play the game, right? And the yeah. opportunity presented itself for me to find my way in Finland. Had a blast playing for Muik over in Nikarlaby, Finland. It was one of the best years of my life. Uh, came back to the States, knew I wanted to become a coach, get behind the bench. The opportunity presented itself to move out here to Utah. I uh, joined the team as the assistant coach, and we've been rolling ever since. Now, you look at, you talk about Frank and Frankie. We love the Florida Eels. We love the Scarpacci family. Claire is synonymous with incredible cooking on the road. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing I've ever had, I know Lucas agrees, she made muffins one time for us and, and brought those. What's what's your favorite meal you've had at a Scarpacci family dinner when you're when you're playing with the Eels? Do you have a favorite food? Oh, it has to be the chicken Alfredo, Dan. Come on. It has it's to be the chicken Alfredo. The best Claire's chicken Alfredo will get you going for any game, anytime. <laughs> Hundred percent. That's that's how you, that's how you're putting up so many points that year. That's what I love. Powered by it. Now, Mike, as we kind of we have fun with everything, you are a Jersey guy, right? You ended up in Florida. You've played in Connecticut. You've played all over the place. You go overseas to Finland to Lucas finish out your hockey playing career before you go coach. And future Lucas, please edit that out. <laughs> leave that in there. Don't touch it. But no, you you look at. You look at your success kind of and just kind of everywhere you've been. I mean, I, I got to imagine culture shock heading out to Vernal from Jersey. What what was the moment where you said, I'm going to do it? I'm going to take this leap. I have to imagine that was that was a big internal conversation, even with how much you wanted to get behind a bench. Yeah, honestly, I I was just kind of dedicated to staying in the game and I had thrown out some feelers to coaching all over and. When I had started talking to Dave Monte, our owner, a, a lot of the stuff that he said was kind of resonating with me. A lot of the a lot of the beliefs that he has in junior hockey and and the values that he holds for junior hockey were really the same values that I hold. Right. Like what's important out of juniors, what's important out of what are we trying to do for our players? And uh, when I had the conversation with him and kind of realized that he was one of the good ones in junior hockey and one of the guys that was actually really dedicated to the guys and the players. Uh, I knew that it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And that's kind of where I, I just jumped in two feet, full send right into it. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. That's a great young guy term. Full send right into it. You know, that's Absolutely. you can tell this is a player's coach, right? You can tell it's a guy that the players can get behind that. That's close to your playing career. I always talk about Mike, the importance of obviously there. There is something that comes with years of experience behind the bench, right? There, there certainly is. But there's also, in today's world with the, the modern athlete, so much importance. You see it at every level of every sport now, younger and younger coaches getting jobs and opportunities to run teams behind the bench. And the reasoning is you've been through a lot of the similarities that these guys have been through, right? It's a different kind of athlete. This isn't Babe Ruth anymore ripping a couple stogies in the, on the bench before he hops out into the field to hit a couple home runs. This is... The modern athlete, there's a lot of trials and tribulations you deal with each and every day. Can you kind of talk about how you use 
your recent time on the ice to your advantage when you're behind the bench working with these guys? Yeah, well, obviously the game has changed a lot, right? And younger guys tend to sort of understand the modern game and how the game is shifting because, you know, we've been a part of it and we've been a part of that change. I feel like my age group was kind of that 96 born age group is kind of right in the middle of that transition. But for me, I, I tell the guys all the time, right? Like I, I kind of took that path that a lot of them are trying to follow, right? Tier three juniors advancing to play NCAA college hockey, getting a chance to play after college, you know, doing everything along those lines. And a lot of them are trying to follow that path. And I just kind of try to tell them, look like you don't have to do everything exactly the way I did it, but here's a path and here's what I did. Here are the mistakes that I made and there are mistakes that you can make in today's age. And let's try to avoid the mistakes that I made. Let's try to learn from the own mistakes that we're making, right? And kind of just come together and follow a path, whatever path that is, what's best for you and just everybody on their own journey, try to advance the way that we can. Now, before I let Lucas speak at all, I'm I, I, this is what happens, Mike. Uh, us Jersey guys, you know, we tend to talk over other folks sometimes when we get when we get passionate about a subject matter. But I look at this Northwest division, and this is a division I'm passionate about. It's one that I always love the opportunity to watch some of this West Coast hockey because it fits into my schedule well, right? There's so many games going on from six to seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I get to pop on the Vernal Oilers. And I don't have anything in the way of the game. I get to watch it all the way through. For someone who hasn't watched the Northwest Division yet, what's the brand of hockey out there? What are you guys seeing day in and day out? Why should I be tuning in to Hockey TV to check it out to see if it's my next place I go play? Our division is so much fun, man. And, you know, being out on the East Coast, I tell people all the time, right? Like, there's so much to do. There's so much to see. There's so many events that you can go to on any given night. If you take a look and you tune into some of the games in our division, like, the crowd fair is there. The people are interested. The towns are all bought in. It's a fun brand of hockey. There's there's people that lo love coming to the game. Uh, last night we were playing in Rock Springs and they have a great atmosphere, but we had our own fans there with the cowbells and the buzzers and making noise. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun hockey out here. Lots of passionate fans. And there's so much potential for this division to grow and continue to develop that uh, it's a really fun brand of hockey. And, you know, funny that, uh, you know, as, a, as also a Jersey guy, I don't often talk over other people. Amazing, Dan, that I've mastered that skill. Uh, but uh, that's another another subject for a completely different brand. Of Wait, podcast. you talked over him? Oh, well, what, I, what I was saying was if you would, uh, I'm sorry, I get, I, I, know, I understand that I talk slow. Everyone interrupts me. It's just how life is. I've accepted it. And no, I will not change. Uh, coach, let, let's talk about this team and kind of the makeup of it a little bit. You've got some youth on this squad, right? These are some some younger players. You, you've you've got a mixed bag, but generally they they do trend a little bit younger, especially with with some of the other teams potentially in in the Premier Division. How do you how do you kind of work with some of that youth, right? Do you rely on a veteran older guy core, or in your experience, are these guys kind of all helping each other, keeping each other honest? Yeah, well, well, we had a meeting at the beginning of the year um, and we kind of talked about just what everybody's goals are, right? Why are we all in Vernal? What's our goal to get out of being in Vernal? Obviously, not everybody's end goal is Vernal, right? This is, this is our avenue to get to somewhere where we want to be. And uh, I think with the young guys, they, they all bought into this concept of 
we're here to get better. We're here to move on. We can help each other do that. And, you know, if we help each other succeed and we go hand in hand and we push each other every day at practice, we push each other, do five extra pounds in the gym, right? Skate a little harder at practice, work a little harder for that puck, battle a little harder for the puck in the corner, right? Everybody's kind of this cohesive unit working together for the purpose of an individual goal, sure, but everybody's pushing each other and helping each other grow and develop and and eventually get to those individual goals. And I think the younger guys kind of all bought into that together. And then we have a fantastic leadership group with our captain, Kyle Russell, uh, our assistant cap- captains, Alex Barakovich and, and Andrew Villarreal. And then some of our O2s that don't have letters, Hugo Stalnacki from Sweden, um, our goalie, Antonio Tarantino, like just the older guys in the room that have been there, done that. They help lead the way. And everybody, like I said, everybody's bought into that that idea that we're all here to help push each other. We're all here to get better. We're all here to move on. And that's something that we do together as a group. And if we all push each other as a group, the individual success will come. And I, I love hearing that too. I mean, we've, Dan and I have talked a lot on, you know, video audio episodes about how, you know, the game of hockey is changing and, and you need to be more supportive as, as a coach than maybe coaches have in the past and have to create a more supportive environment and have to focus on development. And, you know, sometimes you'll get naysayers that go, well, you, you, you can't win in an environment like that. Well, I mean, you guys are proving that you, you can win hockey games. You can be develop you can be development focused. You can be supportive, right? You can take players interest into account. So that, I mean, and that just proves that you can do all of that and win games at the same time. So I love hearing that that's a meeting you guys had at the beginning of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's something we had our coaching consultant, Corey Nielsen at the beginning of the year, and he had a lot of concepts that a lot of the guys wanted to buy into and his voice still resonates a lot with the guys since I took over and he still helps out as a consultant. And, you know, some of the messages that he gave the boys really struck and struck a chord with them and and they've taken it to heart. And like I said, they've all bought in and they've all bought into team success is going to lead to individual success. And I, I think that's really showing and that's what's really been the the driving factor in, in our success as a team. And that's a phrase that some people, you know, may not recognize coaching consultant, right? That is certainly something that's on the, the newer cutting edge of things. What, what role does a coaching consultant have in your organization? Um, and, and what do you think the effect has been since, since bringing them on? Yeah. So Corey does a lot of, a lot of film stuff for us. He does a lot of individual film. He'll have, he'll have zoom meetings with guys individually and go over, go over their play. Just, talk about little things that we're doing right, little things that we're doing wrong, stick positioning, body positioning, where we are on in the four check. You know, what lane did I take here? Is my stick in the right position? Just little things that can make us better every day. And he's helping me a lot with our systems, making sure we have guys in the right spot. He's helping guys out in the gym, just doing those little things, those little extra things every single day to help guys get better individually and help us get better as a team. And that's a role that he's he's really excelled in and in, in helping us out. And it's been a huge help to me as as a first year young coach and definitely a huge factor for the team. And we can't thank him enough for the work that he's done for us. It's it's been amazing and it's definitely definitely a huge factor in our success is is his help. Now normally at this point I would I would swing the conversation over to your defensive efforts, right? Forty six goals allowed in nineteen games. You guys are giving up just over two goals a game here. 
But unfortunately for a defensive-focused guy like myself, we have to talk about your offense because your goal differential right now is higher than every other team's goals scored in your division. 146 goals for, 46 goals against, a plus 100 goal differential. Um, what are you guys putting in the water that's, uh, that's letting you score all these goals? Is it your goal to put up football-like numbers? What, what's going on with the offensive end of things? We have a belief in our room, and it's something that Corey brought to us, right, is if you look at every goalie in the history of every league, right, every goalie's, if you're a really good goalie, you're sitting somewhere around that 0.9 save percentage, right? So we believe going into every game that every 10 shots we take, we're going to score one goal. So going into every game, we set our goal for ourselves. If, if we want to score six goals today, we have to put up 60 shots. And we we really drill it into our guys that we need to shoot the puck. We need to shoot the puck often. And we need to shoot the puck to score, right? Shoot with a purpose. And uh, we do we shoot the puck quite a lot. We, we take lots of shots on net. We move the puck really, really well. we got guys that love working together, love passing the puck to good scoring opportunities. And... We have a lot of guys in our lineup that when when they get the opportunity to put the puck on net, it's it's going to end up in the back of the net. And I, I think that that's just been a goal of ours. Just shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, put 60 shots on net. Most games, six of them are going to go in. So we just try to shoot the puck as much as possible. And when we shoot the puck, we shoot to score. So that's, Dan, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's going to create a little bit of havoc if we see uh... – a team putting up 60 shots a game against a team like, say, Northern that tries to block 60 shots a game. I feel bad for some of these more defensive-focused teams. There are going to be some bruised bodies at the end of that. Well, I'll tell you what, it's one of those things where you look at, we just released the Nationals format, right? And and this Vernal Oilers team, we're going to start doing every two weeks updates on if the season ended today, what does it look like? This is a Vernal team that I don't want to have to deal with. And the way that Nationals came together with everybody, with with having to find a way to get to 18, Vernal's going to be dealing with two number one seeds, but I I think it might be the other way around. It could be two number one seeds dealing with Vernal with the way this team looks. Coach, I mean, I'll start with talking about Bartakovics. Like, this guy only once this year didn't put up a point in a game. Uh, he's, He's got only twice this season did he only put up one point in every other performance. This year, he's got a multi-point game. He's got two Hatties. This is a top 10 scorer in the entire league. Like, if I'm a scout, why am I not looking at Bartakovics and calling you every day and knocking your door down to get to him? If you're a scout and you're not looking at him, Dan, I, I really don't know. He's This kid's one of the smartest players I've I've ever witnessed playing the game. He gets the puck on his stick, and it's you're just not getting it off unless he, he – takes it off his stick himself. Like he gets the puck and he's always got his head up. He's always looking for teammates. He's always looking to pass first. He's never looking to shoot first. He's always finding open guys, always finding open lanes. And when he gets the puck in our defensive zone and he winds himself up and gets those crossovers going, there's no stopping him. It's a freeze free zone entry. Almost every time the kid is, the kid is silky with the puck. He's smart. He's got a great set of mitts on him and he's just looking to create offense every single time he steps on the ice. 3.18 points per game. I mean, that is just stupid numbers right there. And you want to talk about stupid numbers? Let's go. You know what? Lucas skipped over netminder Antonio Tarantino. I want to look at that. This is a guy who I've been shouting the praises of since last season when he was with Ogden, when he was with Ontario. You look at this guy. This year, he's 13-0. and He's got a 9-4-7 saves, right? 
But let's look at him career in the USPHL. It gets better. This guy's career saves percentage is a 944. He's got a 178 goals against. That's not counting the postseason. And he's 21-3-0. and And he's not playing against just like pushover opponents, man. This guy is seeing shots. This guy is making stops. Let's let's dig into this. I know we've talked about him a little bit, but I feel like I just I'm running out of words and superlatives for Antonio Tarantino's play. Yeah, this guy, honestly, he's one of the best goalies in the country, if not the best. He's comes to the rink every day, ready to work, gets on the ice with all of our goalies 20 minutes before practice starts. They're running goalie drills. They're getting better. They're doing different stuff every day. You see him in the gym. He's pushing guys hard. He's he's leading groups in the gym. He's he's a leader. He might not wear a letter for us, but he he's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on the ice. You see him on the bus. He's helping the guys that don't speak English learn English. He's learning different languages, trying to just connect guys in the room. And then his stats, man, they speak they speak for himself. I mean, we we could feel so confident every single time we put him in between the pipes that, you know, if we score three goals, we got a chance to win the game. And you know, just having a guy like that on the back end, it's it's just such a comfortable feeling as a coach, right? Where I know if if he's starting the game, we've got a really, really solid chance to win. And just the way he tracks pucks, the way he sees pucks, the way he moves in the net, it's it, it's really fun to watch sometimes. And if you're a guy who really likes watching goalies, take take a look at the film and just give a little look at Tarantino when he's playing and you'll just fall in love with the way the guy plays. Yeah, I know when I saw you guys picked him up, I thought that might have been at the time one of the moves of the offseason, just getting a goaltender like that, bring him in. Because when you talk about nationals, right, best way to win a national championship, have a goaltender that can stand on his head when you need it. And, and you guys you guys have one there. Let's also look at Philip Molnar. I mean, this is another young man. One time this year, he didn't tally a point. In every other game, he's got at least one. He's got three different hat tricks on the season. I mean, Lucas asked what you guys are putting in the water, but I, I think it's more what you guys are putting out on the ice, off the ice, the work with these young players. I mean, this isn't an age out guy. This is an 03, right? Like this is, you look at Bartokovics, he's another guy. Like talk to me about Molnar. What what makes him special at 5'9 here in the center? Yeah, he, he's a guy that's just like one of the most competitive guys I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, you know, he's driven in practice. He, he wants to win. I, I mean, guys will we'll score seven goals in a game and he'll be unhappy with himself because he, he didn't have four of them. Like he's just honestly one of the most competitively driven guys I've, I've ever met in my entire life works harder in the gym than anybody else you've ever seen puts up big weights, you know, drives himself every day in practice. Uh, and then, you know, like we like we mentioned with Bartokovic, if he's always looking to find guys open, Phillip's always looking to find himself open in the slot. He's always looking to find himself in a shooting position. And he's he's one of our guys that I'm saying, if we shoot, we shoot to score. If he's got the puck in the offensive zone, he's he's getting ready to take a shot. We're expecting the puck to be in the back of the net. And that line with him, Bartokovic, and Marco Casanelli, who's an 05, I mean, they're all so young. They've all got multiple years of juniors left. And they're, they've just clicked right from the beginning, right when we put them together. And, you know, they they love playing with each other. They've, they've created this this connection and this chemistry. And it's just so much fun watching the three of them move the puck up the ice together. They, they've got this connection. They see each other through the eyes in the back of their head. And they're just working to find space, find open opportunities, get the puck to each other in scoring areas. And then once they get the puck in those scoring areas, they're looking to score. 
Now we look at we look at Mr. Russell. No one hustles like Russell at the blue line, right? This is a guy, a defenseman who's in the top 20 in point getting nationwide in the premier. That is a tough feat to find your way into. He's getting two points per game. He's got three on the power play goal-wise. He's got 12 apples on the uh, the power play as well. He's got two shorthanded scores on the season, the Euro two. I mean, Kyle Russell looks like a guy who gets a little bit physical with the PIM cup numbers there, but you know what? That's what you need at the blue line. Talk about his, his two-way game. What's it look like out there when Kyle's taking the puck? Yeah, Kyle's Kyle's our leader, right? He wears the C for us. He's a big voice in the locker room. He's one of our one of our few O2s on a very young team, right? A lot of guys look to him for advice. A lot of guys look to him for leadership. And that's that's kind of what you see when he gets on the ice. When he gets on the ice, he's he's the quarterback, he's the leader, he's the captain. Everything runs through him. That power play, he's running it at the top. He's patrolling the blue line like no one else you've ever seen in the league walking line, finding guys, finding finding pucks, getting them through lanes, finding sticks in front of the net. He's almost an automatic breakout when he gets the puck in our own zone. And he's another one of those guys, man, when when he gets the puck and you're giving us space and he gets to wind himself up and get a couple crossovers going, there's no stopping him. He's got so much speed. He gets himself into the zone and he's just looking to create offense right away. So now we start getting to the point of the conversation where you know, it's it's your first season in the USPHL here as the Vernal Oilers, right? And it's the oily boys. You guys are all over the place right now. We're going to get a chance to call two games for you in Vegas, one on Monday uh, back there in December, 12, 10 p.m. Pacific time start. For those of you on the East Coast, you think that's the only time zone that exists. And then the Long Beach Shredders. And then the same Wednesday, 12, 10 Pacific times. So that's 3, 10 for you guys on the East Coast against Ontario, Tarantino's former squad. Um, you know, as you look at this season, you're 19 and 0. Obviously, you're happy with that. What is a successful season for the Vernal Oilers? Is it just winning the division, going to nationals? Is, is there national cup title hopes on your mind? Like, what are we looking at right now from your standpoint? Well, when you enter a season, your goals, your goal is always to win the last game of the season, right? That's that's the goal on everybody's mind. That's something that you're working towards. But for us, like I like I mentioned when I talked to you guys about taking the job in Vernal, it's something that I asked our owner David Amonte. I said, "What's what's the goal of the Vernal Oilers? Like, what's a successful season for us?" And both of us sat down and we had the conversation. And for us, winning all the games is great, and we're happy that we're on this 19 game heater, and we're happy about it. And absolutely, we're going to continue to look to win every game that we step on the ice for. But for us, this successful season is going to see some of our younger guys get tendered and hopefully move up to that NCDC West division. Maybe some guys move on to some other tier two options. All of our O2s find a place to play next year. You know, guys, guys come in and they ended the season better in better shape as a better hockey player, as a better person than when they came in. Um, for us, it's, it's the development factor. And if we can move guys on and, at the end of the year, all of our guys have are happy with the place that they have to play next year. That's a successful season for us. Come on, that's what it's all about. You hear that, folks? I mean, this is this is what we always talk about. You want to hear answers from people who understand what the answers are, not just what they should be, right? It's not just not just voice service. And what what I love about what I'm seeing in Vernal is that it's not just come in and try to raise a cup by getting every single age out guy from around the country and make it happen. It's building something. There is a future in this roster. And I love hearing from you seeing that future being built, that even if the future is not invernal and it's you guys moving a player on to the next step, that's great too. You guys are just looking for success stories 
however they can come to every player playing in Vernal. And that's something I love. Lucas, before we start getting to the close here, what do you got? You got anything else for coach? I mean, I, I think he brings up a great point, right? With the with the formation of the NCDC West, right? There's a lot of opportunities for for players out west to get a a unique experience inside the USPHL, right? We talk about how how large the USPHL is, spanning coast to coast, north to south, right? And and you know, with with the NCDC West, you'll be able to choose between uh, between a couple of different vibes, right? If you're if you're somebody who wants to come out and play in front of a crowd. Right, that uh, the, that's what the NCDC West will give you. That's what teams like Vernal will give you. you. Talk about fans that travel to Rock Springs. I mean, I've watched a couple of Rock Springs games, and they they have a good environment out there. And a lot of the teams out west, they draw a lot of fans. The the, the fans get raucous. You talk about we're going to be doing your game against Long Beach in in Vegas. The Shredders they have a very unique setup out there, right? Especially on social media and. I think I think one of the nice things about having the NCDC West and Great Western Hockey is it's a strong recruiting tool, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be great to pull players into the league and give players more and more options. So I mean, uh, Coach, I, I'm I'm sure you're looking forward to NCDC West and, and continuation of Western Hockey. I think as much as we are. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a fun brand of hockey out here, man. And like everywhere we go, you go to the Rogue Valleys in our division, they have great fans. You go to Bellingham, they have great fans. Seattle, they have a fantastic setup, good crowd fair too. It's everybody in our division, it's just a fun brand of hockey. No matter where you go, it's a fun place to play. And that NCDC West division, those Mountain West teams, that division is so much fun. I mean, you guys saw, you you made the post, you saw that Idaho Falls game where they had, what, 3,500 people in the building. That new rink looks awesome. It's just, it's a lot of fun hockey out here. It's a, it's a fun brand of hockey, and it's, it's a place where junior hockey can continue to grow. And if you're a kid who's looking to come play in front of some fans and have some fun and you know, be a little bit of a local hero. It's this is this is the place where you really want to be doing it. Love it. Now, coach, and as a guy who went through the steps along the way as a player, beyond just your your position with Vernal, I mean, for young athletes at home and their families that are watching right now, trying to navigate junior hockey, youth hockey, whatever stage they're at, you have any any tips of the trade? Anything that you kind of ran into? Maybe some. Uh, some sage words, words of wisdom for guys who are trying to figure out their next step. How do I make that choice? How do I find the right places to play? And what kind of things should I be doing as I'm navigating junior hockey? Yeah, honestly, it's, it's do your own research and, and just make sure you're making decisions that are right for you, right? Lots of people are going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you this and that just to get you in the building and you, you want to make sure that you're really sitting down, you're doing your own research, you're doing what's best for you and your family, and you're making the right decision for your own hockey career. And then at the end of the day, just continue to work. Don't listen to the haters, just continue to work. I mean, I'm barely pushing 5'8", 170 pounds. I found a way to make it, right? Just keep keep pushing. Don't listen to the naysayers. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your career. Put your nose to the grindstone. Keep working no matter what. And at the end of the day, the coaches, the good coaches out there, they're going to be looking for the guys that are doing everything right. And if you're a guy that's doing everything right, the dominoes are going to fall in place for you. Absolutely. Let's talk to our short kings out there. You know, what, how, short how, kings. How do how do how do you how love do, the short kings right? guys? As a fellow five eight, five eight guy, that was inspiring. I'm going to go run through a wall now, a short wall, because if it's too tall, then it'll fall on me. But uh, a wall nonetheless. 
Well, that's the game, coach, right? Like it, the game has trended to a place where five eight isn't just a isn't a death sentence. You don't have to be Wayne Gretzky to succeed at that size. You can do a lot in this game. It's and and that's something that's been so fun to watch, right? When it first kicked off, it, people were calling it the rise of the rat, and everybody's upset about. It. And all of a sudden, we see how much skill is in the NHL now. We see how much skill is at every level of the game. We talk to guys who are former NHL players who say the skill of the junior ranks is similar to what they saw in the 80s and 70s, right? Like it's it's just the game continues to trend up. And what that allows is guys like yourself to, to succeed. I mean, the Zooks of the world, how fun are they to watch each and every night out there on the NHL ice? So don't 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 be discouraged, short kings. Okay. You guys, you guys get that done. You can go, you can go win a cup one day as well. Lucas, do we miss anything today? I think we got it all. I think no, we're going to have more to talk about after we get to see this team in person. I got one more. You missed oh, it. Oh, you got one more? We're about to do it. Mike, you're a Jersey guy. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The most important question. How did I forget about this one? Hold us off air that you consider yourself from Central Jersey, which to me does exist. To Lucas does not exist. That is another another argument that we have. The one disappointing point for me was that you referenced your in New Jersey. We all referenced the exit we live off of. Mike referenced the turnpike exit. That's a tough call, you know, as, as a GSP guy, Garden State Parkway for life. Um, and I, I won't say my exit number on the air because it will turn out to be a joke. That was that, that is a real thing. Lucas, you, you were close to me. You were exit 67. Yeah. 60, 67. Um, and then when they when they finally developed exit 63, um, I became exit 63. But for, for his exit on the turnpike, there really isn't a Garden State Parkway equivalent, right? You'd have to... Garden State Parkway hops on exit 11. You got to drive like 25 miles to get there. It's uh, technically, according to my analysis, you're a South Jersey guy because I don't believe that Central Jersey exists, oh. but that's another another conversation. Here's what we got. Coach, what do you call the product that you put on a breakfast sandwich, bagel, egg, and cheese? What do you call that salty pork product what is the name of it? Guys, as as a as a Trenton guy growing up working in Trenton, being a big Trenton Thunder baseball family, uh, if you look at them, their minor league baseball team, every Saturday night over the summer, they become the Trenton pork roll. So yes, I, I, I think I have to go with the answer. It's it's pork roll. It's not Taylor. That is correct. There There is a correct answer to that question, and you've nailed it. We were not going to cover any more Vernal Oilers hockey if that answer was wrong, but we now see that we are in the right place. Mike, you're right, and and we argue this all the time. I've said it enough to the people at home. Taylor Ham is a product. Pork roll is the actual thing. It is pork roll. Taylor Ham made pork roll, the business of Taylor. He made ham, had a bunch of pigs. What do I do with all this extra meat and the pigs? Guess what? I'll grind it up. I'll make a little roll out of it. We call it pork roll. It's pork roll. The Trenton pork roll, by the way, Mike, Trenton Thunder, still to this day, the best cheese fries of any ballpark on the planet. I don't know if you ever did the helmet of cheese fries there, but it is. You next. have to, Ben. You have to. <laughs> it's a next level experience. For anybody looking for something to get done in the summer, you go to Trenton. They will stop up. It's the capital of New Jersey. You can go. You can see the Capitol building. You get a little historic, like a little history involved and everything. But then you go to a Thunder game. You get yourself some cheese fries. You live the dream. Coach, we're living a dream talking to you. You're living a dream right now, 19-0. Keep that thing rolling out in Vernal. Our power rankings come out on Thursday. We'll see just how far up the list the Vernal Oilers have climbed. I feel like it might be pretty high since we make it. 
And that might be why you're on here right now to lead into that. The oily voids. Coach Mike Janello, your parting words. We do this every show. Lucas never has any. He's just he's just boring when it comes to it. Your parting words for the people watching at home. What, what do you want to sign off with? Uh, just continue to work hard. Do everything right. There's always an opportunity for people who do everything right. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Come on. What a job. There's always an opportunity for people who do the art. You made yourself a quote. For me, I always try to have a quote that goes along with our guest. And, and Mike, today mine comes from Bo Bennett, who is the founder of ebookit.com, apparently, according to this quote. I don't know if I needed that information, but he is. And it says, success is not in what you have, but who you are. And coach, we can see the success in you. We can see the success in this Vernal roster and what Dave Amante and the whole crew are doing out there in Vernal. 19 and 0, that is an absolute wagon start for the oily boys. They're oiled up. They're sliding around. They're making things happen on the ice. If you are missing out on Vernal Oilers hockey, you are missing out on the real deal. Watch out for these gentlemen. I have a feeling we might see them in Utica, New York in that Nationals format. And we might be talking a little Oilers hockey. We'll be talking Oilers hockey in Vegas coming up at the end of the month here, right before the holiday season. Dan Kay and Lucas Jones will be out in Vegas. We'll be in Estero, Florida. Before that, we got to talk about our sponsors. Thank you to Remastered Sleep. You can remaster your sleep at remasteredsleep.com today. 10% off. Lucas, what's the new code? Dan K Show. Just Dan K Show. No more numbers because I mess up the ad read. <laughs> Dan K Show at checkout. You get 10% off. It is the water bottle of your dreams. It'll stop snoring with just a sip. RemasteredSleep.com today. How about Selly Salt? Sprinkle a little bit on your next meal. SellySalt.com. Two hockey moms who make your steak dinners the bomb. That was a good one, Lucas, that I made up right now. Next up, let's go to GMU Sport. GMUSport.com. 22% off at checkout with USPHL 22. Protein powder, pre-workout, creatine vitamins, everything you need to power your next workout session. Guess where you go? You go to gmusport.com. They'll hook you up. You'll look like the guys that work for them are all jacked up and big and strong, and you won't be like the liver king. Don't ever, no one be like the liver king. He was a liar. I don't know if you saw that, Lucas. He lied. Yeah, of course he's a liar. <laughs> no one believed that for a second. <laughs> $11,000 worth of things he was on. That is insane to me. I don't know where he's getting that money from when he's eating all this liver. But don't be like Liver King. Instead, <laughs> be all natural, NCAA approved at gmusport.com. We thank you to all of our sponsors. We thank you to everyone who watches. How about Body Trick? Go to body-trick.com today. This is the all natural hat trick. Your hair, it'll get it done. Your flow will look beautiful. The body, the muscles, the everything, it helps you recoup. They've got the body and ice cream there to get you feeling good. And also the stink. The worst thing in hockey is the smell. Well, guess what? They've got a penalty kill spray that will wash out your locker room and turn it into a beautiful smelling haven for hockey goodness. Get the mind right and get the stink right at body-trick.com. Today, that's it. At the underscore Dan K show, the most watched show in junior hockey. The holiday follow challenge is going on right now. You want the Dan K show to come to your barn? Well, guess what? You got to vote. And guess what? 6,000 people have voted thus far. The most votes we've ever received in this competition was 8,237 two years ago. Instead, this year, we've got 6,000 in the first five days of competition. We are on pace to break every single record. 
Stay tuned at the underscore NK show to see who wins the hashtag holiday follow challenge. Voting closes January 1st. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K show presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about the Dan K show, head to www.dankshow.com.